This is the Gordon Damer Show. We have 144 days until the New York Jets in the first round select the best offensive lineman in the country, right? I mean, they're going to have probably almost certainly a top five pick. But as I sit here on December 2nd, I can tell you in the name of all creatures, big and small, the New York Jets are taking the best offensive lineman on the board when they pick four or five or six or seven. We can... But yeah, absolutely. That is a receipt. The Jets are taking the best offensive lineman with whatever their first round pick, wherever that lands. And at this point, it's kind of hard to envision it landing outside of the top five, but we don't know. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, hour number three already. In case you're just joining us, it is the Gordon Dammer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. First two hours have flown by, and, and really the main development is is that we have now put – I have now put the callers in timeout. They need, a little, they need a little rest. They need to catch their breath. They need to get a little bit of clarity because we've had multiple calls today try to portray that the Jets – try to paint – the Jets and Giants playoff scenarios. I'm sorry. You In good conscience, I cannot allow calls like that on the air. So if Joe's going to screen those calls and put them up for me to to hit up and put up on the air, I, I got to take a, a little break. Like the last caller said, well, I'm a realist, but the Giants playoff scenario, you can't start a, season, a sentence with I am a realist and then get into the Giants playoff scenarios. You want to play a game, Gordon? What game? You want to play the, the win-loss, win-loss game? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Let's play the win-loss, win-loss, win-loss game. Let's start with the Giants. Give me the, the give me the remaining schedule. Ready? Let's go. All right. So the Giants have a huge game tomorrow against the bye week. Loss. Wow. All right. Against uh, the, uh, oh, uh, they have the bye week this week. Okay. Next game. They, Monday night at home against the Packers. Loss. Boom. Okay. Home. I believe they're on the road for this one. Against the New Orleans Saints. Loss. God, you're wrong. Okay. Then they play Philadelphia. Loss. Okay. Home to the Rams. Loss. Interesting. And then they play the Eagles to end the season. That that actually could be a win because the Eagles are just going to screw you and, and, and give you an extra win to drop you down to like ninth in the draft in the first round. So, you're so saying, that one might be a win. But no, all the other ones are losses. So you're it, saying this is best. like Remember when on Seinfeld they played rock, paper, scissors and Kramer claimed that rock flew right through paper? That's what this is like. You're saying Every at best. Every game is a loss. At best, the Giants go 5-12. and 12. At best. You want to do the Jets? And that's actually, really, it's at worst. Because you don't want them to win any more games. You, you shouldn't anyway. Do we want to do the Jets? Sure. Okay, Jets. Have loss. The, <laughs> Falcons tomorrow's a loss. 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 They play CJ Stratton, the Texans. Loss. After that. Dolphins after that. Loss. Commanders after that. Loss. Even with Rodgers. Okay. Yeah. Browns after He's not that. Loss. Lost to the Browns. They uh-huh. finish at the Patriots. That will be the time they win. They will. That will be the time. Bill Belichick's final screw job to the New York Jets will be to lose a game and his way out the door and cost the Jets four or five spots in the draft. I mean, could, can't you see that now? Can't everybody see that now? Let's get to the NFL picks because, baby, we are back. Back-to-back winning week. Oh, we're rolling. I don't know where we are for the season. Are we seven games under 500 for the season? But now we've gotten some real momentum, unlike those uh, Jose uh, Juan Soto. The Yankees' Jose Soto trade talks have also stalled. They, 
Could you imagine? Cashman got Soto. Juan Soto? No, Jose Soto. What? Who? All right, let's get to the picks. Week 13, right? Yeah. I'd be much better if we were still picking week 12. I could have went 3-0 then. Let's start Broncos. And, and the rules still remain in effect. Joe and Harvey have the power to veto any of my picks. Although I'm, th I'm thinking about taking because since I put that veto power out there, I've turned things around. So I might have to uh, take the veto power back. I have all the controls, people. I'm the host. Broncos at Texans. Houston is a minus three and a half. Is it still three and a half? I thought I saw three some places. Check that for me. Make sure that I'm uh, getting the, uh, the the lines are kind of important in that way. But let's go with three and a half at least to start. It is three. All right, yeah, well, I like three. Let's go with three. Texans have a very nice schedule the rest of the way. And I think Houston's going to be a playoff team this year. Their, play, their rest of season schedule, Broncos this week, Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, Colts. Whoo, boy. Couldn't draw it up much better than that. Do they face a decent quarterback the rest of the way? It might be this week. So I think that the Texans could be a playoff team. Uh, but if they win this week, they're certainly going to be a playoff team. Now, the Broncos have, have turned things around. Since that the, the, the Jet loss and then that first Chief loss, they've won five in a row. But the main thing is they've won games by either like a point or two or the ones that they've won comfortably. It's because they've just had so many turnovers. Like that Chiefs game that they won, they had five turnovers. The Chiefs just turned the ball over. At some point, that turnover spout is going to get turned off. And I think it's going to be this week. I think the Texans bounce back. So give me the Texans minus the three. Lions at the Saints. Detroit minus four and a half. Detroit coming off that poor performance on Thanksgiving Day. Really laying an egg. And their defense, who boy, that's been a real stinkeroonie lately. But I just don't think the Saints have the ability to take advantage of that. And if there is going to be a spot where the Lions get things uh back on track from a defensive side of things. I think it's this week. Saints are banged up. Alave's banged up. Uh, the other kid, the, the fast, uh, was it Nasheen Shahid or something like that? He's, uh, I think, going to miss the game. Lions, I know, are going to score points. Uh, I, I'm not so confident the Saints are going to, even against the Lions defense that has gotten torched time and time again. So I will take the Lions minus the four and a half. And then the game of the week, Niners at the Eagles. Niners minus Three. Oh, no, yeah. Niners minus three on the road. The road favorite in this game. Eagles getting a, a field goal at home. I, I just don't see how the Eagles are doing it week in and week out. And, and they have done it week in and week out. And they find ways to win games, which is the most important thing. But I like the, the revenge angle from the playoffs last year. I like where the Niners are at. They're healthier or healthier than they've been in a while. And at some point, the Eagles, I don't think the Eagles are going 16-1. and one. And if they're going to win this game, then what game are they going to lose? They're going to be against the Giants. I can tell you that much. So give me the Niners minus the field goal. So those are your week 13 picks in the NFL. They are, again, the Texans minus three, the Lions minus four and a half, and the Niners minus a field goal. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. I will leave it up to Joe and Harvey since they did not use their vetoes. Do we go back to the calls here? Do we do we risk it? Do we chance it? And it, and much like Brian Cashman after a terrible string, if you do say we go back to the calls here, 
who are you putting your your chips on on the roulette roulette table of of phone calls at our disposal i don't want to give a name out but i will say i feel much better about this batch of callers than the last one okay that's a cop out joe who are we going to i'm gonna let you make the call this is like alcoa presents you make the call you guys are too young to know that i think our friend jose from brooklyn is always a good call all right let's go to jose in brooklyn we'll try it jose next up on the gordon damer show Good morning, Gordon. Shout now, look, no pressure here, but I will say, if you stink, we're not taking calls the rest of the show. So I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> okay, I'll do, I'll do my best then. And by the way, happy belated birthday! Thank you very much, my friend. Definitely, I uh, just wanted to, you know, chime in on definitely, you know, some of the Yankee talk. But I do have a jet point. Um, the Yankee talk, as far as you know, Soto, I think it's a must-get. It's kind of cat-like. That is, Cashman kind of does need to um, get this as a victory for the offseason. But kind of like what you said, it, this can't be the only move. Because we, we remember last year when they got Rod- Rodon, and I remember when you said this is all that they're going to do, even even with all the holes like at left field and catcher and at third base. And we decided to still go into the season thinking that Donaldson and Hicks and, you know, so no, we we cannot go down through that road again. Um, Cashman and and Hal are going to have to be a little bit more committed and bringing more players in, um, figure out some type of plan. Um, As far as for the Jets, I, I, yeah, it's going to be a sad situation. Um, I, I'm not too optimistic. I, I know that people have to, you know, play the game of, you know, saying that, you know, the Falcons quarterback is so oh, bad. And, you no, know, you don't have to play that game. Just, no, we don't have no, to play I'm, that I'm, game. I'm, I'm, I don't want don't to. Go, don't, Jose, don't give in to the intrusive <laughs> thoughts. Don't go down that road. <laughs> don't go down that road, my friend. That's not what so, we need so, to be. Oh, of course, you know, and you know me, I was at acceptance that week two after yes. Rogers went down. So yes. it's like, so, you know, to see, to see my fellow Jet fans go through this, it is hard. And to see you actually, you know, all, all of a sudden grow empathy, you know, for us throughout this time, I, I'm actually surprised Gordon. And, you know, they, thank it's a sign of growth. I'm, I'm, I'm a much, yeah. Well, look with, with age comes wisdom. And uh, now that I'm a little bit older, I have a little bit more wisdom. Uh, and uh, I'm great. I'm the best. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. All right, so Jose, I think, passed, passed the test. I think so. Let's try Fran in Massapequa. Fran, what's going on? What's up? I'm, I'm mad that Joe didn't go to me when you said who it, it, it is hurtful. I mean, by picking Jose, he, he obviously that was a, a vote against you, Fran. There's no other way to take well, it. Bit, absolutely a little bit. But that's maybe because I made a remark that he's one of the Anita boys. But that's okay. But anyway, I don't know what that means, um, but okay. Don't get me in trouble. Uh, whatever. I'll, I'll explain one day. But uh, listen, I'm a realist. <laughs> the Jets and the Giants, they both suck. and ain't got a chance of making the playoffs. And this is what happens when you poison, poison your fans with yep. losing. They have no idea what winning is. So when they look at a team that's 2-8 and eight or 3-7 and seven or whatever it is, they think, oh, man, we got a chance if they do this, do that. They ain't got a chance, a snowball's chance. I'm a Bears fan, so I ain't got nothing better. I'm an expert on crappy quarterbacks. DeVito, doing a good job. I got to give him that. He's progressing. Now let me move on to the green and white team. That, that should be a different color. They should be a brownish color. 
Uh, first, I'm going to start with the, the, the – it's Aaron Rodgers' team. So every caller out to all you Jet Nation out there, it's over. Aaron Rodgers is the GM. He's coming back if he wants. He's coming back. He's doing whatever he wants. He, they'll change the uniform if he says to. So that's it. So this year and next year, he's your GM coach and your president. But I want to move on to the coach because I think, you know, he walks around like he's a big puff guy, like nobody's going to mess with me and my black beard. So this is the deal with him. He's a coward. The guy's a defensive specialist, supposedly. So the Jets bring in a defensive coach to coach their franchise. Okay, so what does that mean? That means you pump the defense so they're animals. They don't give up yards. They don't get that. They're awesome. And you run the ball when you have a quarterback that is obviously horrible. So if the Jets would have stuck to a game plan early on when Rodgers got hurt, Make Zach Wilson pass the ball as little as possible because it will not work. You have Brees, I'm sorry, Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall. He's a phenomenal player. I'm not a Jet fan. And you have the other wide receiver who you can use when the running game is going. So Saller is a complete failure as a Jet coach. He's supposed to be a defensive guy. They, they don't run the ball with Brees Hall. They're morons. Hackett is, is, is Rodgers' guy, so we all know he's, he's – as, he's as bad as it gets. He is as bad right. as it gets. All right, Fran. Fran, I, I, I get you. Look, they, they, I mean, they, I agree with you that they throw the ball way too much. They should be trying to – but it's not like they're having any success with the run either. Uh, it's not like it's there for the taking. I mean, other teams know. The Jets are going to try to run the ball. We're going to take that away from them. They're going to force either Zach Wilson or, or Tim Boyle or, or eventually um, – Simeon, they'll throw him out there at some point. You know that's coming. They're going to force those guys to throw the ball. And in regards to play, I mean, you shouldn't want to be in the play. You don't belong there. It's like the – you ever see, like, the videos of that slap league that they have? And, and you can tell even before anything happens, oh, that guy, oh, this guy's not going to do – that would be like the Jets and Giants getting into that slap league when they don't belong. It would be like me being in that slap league. It would not be good. I have a huge circumference of a head, very wide strike range. You don't belong. What do you What do you want to You want to expose? Everybody knows you don't belong there. Why would you want to make it when when it, it's clear? You, there's a lot of work you got to do on you. This is you time, and you'll get your chance to do that in the off season, but not but not right. Let's not let's not let's not go down this road. It's a bad road. It makes no sense. It's not even a road. That's the problem. You're on this road. It's just the woods. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. We have a new edition of the polar opposite of power rankings. The poop rankings, if you will. Who's the worst in the NFL? Everybody else is trying to determine who's the best, who's the Super Bowl favorites this year. That's not this show. This show, we spend too much time watching the Jets and the Giants. How would we know who's best? But let's talk about a winning team for a change, huh? Little Knicks talk. Knicks go out there, beat the Raptors last night. So that's now wins, I think, in 8 of 10. They're now 12 and 7 on the season. And the bench doing it last night. Dante DiVincenzo, very big game, 21 points. Had a bunch of three-pointers. Josh Hart has certainly turned things around since those comments about him feeling like something was kind of off this year and, and not putting it on the team, kind of putting it on himself. And I would say this. These are very tough days for the Fire Tibbs crowd. And there, you talk about calls. We've taken a lot of calls. Despite the success, 
well, Tibbs is only going to get you to a certain level. Tibbs is going to wear out his welcome over time. Guys are going to get sick of Tibbs. Seems to be working right now. I'm not, I'm not switching it up right now. So that fire Tibbs crowd, which was very prevalent. There was that clip that went kind of viral in the offseason before the year. Guy is getting married. His wife, or soon-to-be wife, is walking down the aisle. And his buddy is filming it on his phone. And the guy who's getting married looks to his buddy that's filming and just mouths the word fire tips. That's how, that's how ingrained with some people the, the, the Tibbs hatred is. It makes no sense. The, the fire Tibbs crowd is right now in the bunker along with the Zach Wilson truthers and the verified Nick haters. They're all, they're all, they, they have nothing else to do. They can't, they can't show their face around town. They're like when, uh, when Walter White was wanted by uh, everybody. Season five, and he had to go in that that truck, and they take him to where was it, New Hampshire or wherever. You know what? Before we uh, more on the Knicks, the Zach Wilson people, like this past week when when Tim Boyle went out there and was god awful, there were people in the media who were like, "Ah, see, Zach Wilson gave you a better chance to win." No, Zach Wilson sucks too. <laughs> Both things can be true. Tim Boyle's terrible, and Zach Wilson's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> Tim Boyle didn't go out there. At no point did anybody watch Tim Boyle and think to themselves, yeah, no, you know what, Zach Wilson's a lot better than this. No, they both suck. That, those two things can be both true at the same time. But I, get, I, I digress. Uh, in terms of the Knicks stuff, uh, everything's good. Times are good. These are, these are the times that you, you feel good about the team. They, they second them back-to-back. They go out there and win again. They're still alive for the uh, in-season tournament, if you care about that. But with the Knicks... Part of the conversation is always going to focus on who are they going to get because they haven't gotten that the big splash move as of yet. And the offshoot of them playing like this is they're probably not going to get any. It's not, it's not going to speed up that process. It gives them more time. And that's what you want. You want it to be the right move. You don't need it to be the right now move. So there's been talk uh, that DeMar DeRozan, that's, that's not the name that anybody's going to flip over. Uh, not really a need for the Knicks, but according to reports, he, he would like to go to either the Lakers or the Knicks. Very nice of him. Oh, I listed the man. And it's clear that Chicago is going to have to break that thing up as much as, as humanly possible. Uh, I don't think that DeMar DeRozan is something the Knicks really need. If it's the type of thing where you can get him for Fournier and, and maybe one of those lottery picks, eh, maybe, I don't know. We'll see when we get to that that point. But the other name that has come up a lot, so much that Carl Anthony Towns, it almost feels like he should be renamed Carl Another Towns because it just, the name just keeps another time, another time. It seems like, according to one of the reports, I think it was Michael Scotto, that one of the holdups to the deal is that Minnesota has no interest in Julius Randle. They obviously would like quickly, they like Barrett, but not Randle, which is fantastic. It's great because I don't want to trade for Carl Anthony Towns. And it's not like... Um, I'm tying myself to Julius Randle from now until kingdom come. But if that prevents you from making the, you can't have Randle and Carl Anthony Towns on the same team. They're kind of like the similar players. Um, And I would not think that that would be a good fit. So if you were going to get Towns, I think you'd have to move Randle in that deal. Uh, So the fact that he would prevent that good on Jewel, it's not something that he can control, but Hey, I'm fine with that. Uh, And I'm not going to tell you that there's a big name. Like when we talk about the Knicks, who are they going to get? I'm not going to tell you that there's a name that I've heard that I would jump on. 
But on the long list of hard nose, Carl Anthony Towns is maybe the hardest of the hard nose. Giving up young players, draft picks for a guy who has one of the worst contracts in the sport and also kind of a questionable injury history, I'm going to say that's a, that's a hard pass for me. For me. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone. Let's squeeze in a couple more calls. I don't know. This could be – this is risky. I like living on the edge. Let's go to Rodney in the Bronx. Rodney, what's going on, man? Gordon, how you doing, man? Uh, love talking to you. Um, obviously, listen, I'm, I was going to talk um, Cashman and, and Soto, but before I go into that, um, Gordon, you know, I called you last time. We talked about a game. GTA 6 trailer finally being revealed Tuesday, December 5th. I'm, I'm excited. I know you got to be excited, man. I'm very pumped up. Huge, Very huge pumped up. You know, but the funny thing is I saw a meme. I don't know if you saw the movie Oppenheimer. There's a scene where yeah. um, Killian Murphy, he's like, he's flipping out. And the hilarious meme is that what if the trailer ends and it says GTA 6 coming out in 2028? I was on the floor laughing. Yeah, but no, then at the same time, I was scared. That's not what I'm scared. looking for. I need, I need a little GTA. No. I've played that Red Dead Redemption till my eyes have bled. You know, there's only so many times you can Great ride game, on though. that horse and do those stories, you know? Great game, though. Great game. And Great fantastic. That's a sensation. Man. I want to live in that world. <laughs> well, listen, um, I uh, just uh, quickly on, on Soto. Um, I, last time I called, I said they need to make the move for Soto. Um, I understand Logically speaking, they're going to be tied up in a lot of money. But you know what? This is the New York Yankees. And at the end of the day, if you were to tell fans that, oh, yeah, we're not going to get Soto, we'll get Kevin Kiermeyer out there oh. <laughs> um, as a stopgap for um, uh, uh, the, the, um, the Martian for yeah. him to get back, how are fans going to take that? You know what yeah. I mean? And then, well, well look, he, look. He, here's the thing, Rodney. Thanks for the phone call. The Yankees are going to make at least one big splash move. I'm just concerned that it's only going to be one big splash move, and they're going to figure out the rest of it with under-the-radar moves. Uh, and I just, I just simply, at this point, don't trust Brian Cashman to be able to make smart moves. So for me, Soto is imperative because even Brian Cashman, to me, can't screw that up. Now, he could screw it up because he could give up too much. I don't think he's going to do that. I trust him to pull off that trade without giving up the, the entire uh, farm in terms of, of prospects and major league ready. to. So that one I trust. My only concern with the Soto move is it cannot be the only big move. The Yankees have a lot of things to fix, and not even the great Juan Soto, who I love and have wanted here for years, not even he can fix all the issues. He's a big piece but it has to be just the first piece. Now back to the Gordon Damer show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey people, I should tell you, I don't know if you've heard this. The Michael K show holiday party returns on Friday, December 8th at your mother's house in garden city park, Long Island with special guest appearances by Wally Zerbiak, Amani Toomer, and Rick DiPietro. I would say it's Rick DiPietro, Wally Zerbiak, and Amani Toomer. I put Rick right at the start. Increase your chances of winning one of the holiday giveaways by bringing up to three toys for donations. Mark your advent calendars and get ready to spread some cheer at the Michael K. Show holiday party Friday, December 8th at your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island. It's brought to you by Momentum Solar. The New York Islanders, Jake's 58 Casino Hotel, Yingling Traditional Lager and Flight by Yingling, the perfect beers for the holiday season, Security Dodge, visit securitydodge.com and come get some selection, and 
benefiting the Garden of Dreams Foundation. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone. I know a lot of people want to get in. We will get to the calls. Let's run through the polar opposite of power rankings. We'll do a quick version of it. You might be wondering, what, what are the polar opposite of power rankings? They are the poop rankings. Everybody in everywhere is trying. The most asked question I get a lot of times is, Who's, who do you think is going to the Super Bowl? Who's winning the Super Bowl this year? How the hell would I know? I watch the Jets and Giants every single weekend. I can't tell you who's the best, but I can tell you who's the worst. And that's what we do. We count down, Casey Kasem style, the five worst. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching in the toilet. The five worst teams in the NFL currently as we head to week 13. And we'll start with number five. Your New York football Giants. Now, they're only five, but the holidays are right around the corner. They've won two in a row. They find, This week, this past week, they finally had a wide receiver record 100 yards in a game. That's the first time they've done that all year. Look at them. And most of all, I'm just thankful I don't have to watch them this weekend. It's so nice. Like, that game against the Patriots, man, I was nodding off. Oh, that was, whoo, boy. There's only so much uh, Tommy DeVito love. I, I'm very happy for the story. It's a great story, but... When you're sitting on the couch and you're a little tired and you're full of wings and a couple of drinks from the night before, it was, it, was a tough, it was a tough watch. It was not exactly excitement personified. The problem for the Giants is all their wins are coming against teams that they're battling for for draft position. The Patriots, the Cardinals, Washington has suddenly snuck up on. Could you imagine the Giants win some meaningless game against the Eagles, allow Washington to move ahead of them in the draft, and then Washington finally gets their quarterback of the future? I don't think Sam Howell's in. Guy takes too many sacks. Uh, now, the good news is it's hard really to find another win that the Giants have on their schedule unless the Eagles lay down and then have the Giants drop down. Oh, that would be fantastic for the rivalry, for the rivalry. Eagles all of a sudden put some backup nobody's ever heard about there, final week of the regular season, and the Giants win the game. And Gi- oh! Yeah, keep playing chess. Uh, keep playing checkers while the Eagles are playing chess. Good move. All right, number four. That's, that was the New York Giants at number five. Number four, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, everybody, the Cardinals, they were waiting for, for Kyler Murray to get back. And uh, he got back. And, and this past week, they were, oh, yeah, he's a mess, right? So they're, they're going to be in position to draft another quarterback. Problem is, Murray's got $81 million in uh, dead money after this season. So he's not going anywhere. And and really the Arizona Cardinals, they are the you ever see like after a team wins a Super Bowl and no matter who it is, could be the favorites going into the the Chiefs last year. Nobody believed in us. No, we all we all knew that you were The Cardinals are the perfect example of nobody believed in them and we were all absolutely right. We nailed that one. Good for us. So number 4, the Arizona Cardinals on the polar opposite of power rankings. Number 3, it's the New York Jets. You got it. Yeah, it's the New York Jets. Excuse me. Uh, how is it possible that you take out the worst statistical quarterback in the NFL and somehow it gets worse? And the Falcons come in as a bottom five team in sacks this season. That is until Sunday. Christmas is coming early for the Atlanta Falcons pass rush. How bad has it been for the Jets? Well, you probably know how bad it is. But how's this for a stat? The Jets have not had a quarterback throw for 3,100 yards in a season since Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not asking for 4,000 yards. I'm not asking for 3,500 yards. I'm asking for just a little more than 3,000. And Fitzpatrick, he only did it once, I think. And then the last guy to do it, maybe he did it twice. 
the last guy to do it before him was Mark Sanchez. So it's bad. It's getting worse. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, there was a point on the Black Friday game, or in the Black Friday game, where the offense had 50 yards and no touchdowns, and the defense had 30 yards and a touchdown. Makes no sense. It, it, like every time, it can't get any worse than this. Oh, yeah? Watch this. So number three, your New York Jets. There you go. Uh, number two, the New England Patriots clearly. Whoever's play, you know, I was watching them last week. Their quarterbacks play like somebody is holding someone in their family hostage and they have to throw the game. Like Mac Jones has passes. Where you, they, who would throw that pass? He has some of the worst interceptions that you will ever see. And some throws, they don't turn out to be interceptions. I think it's mostly because the defense is like, they're surprised the ball's even coming their way. There's not even a receiver. They're not really even covering really a receiver. It catches them by surprise so much. They drop the pet. We got them right where we want them. And Mac Jones has now been benched four times this season. Guys, I get it. Like he's, he's bad. Like you keep going back. It's broken. You can't take it. It's, it's broken. You put it in the, in the cabinet, and then you take it out of the cabinet. Oh, no, it's still broken. Yes, it's still broken. Mac Jones is broken. <laughs> Don't keep going back to Mac Jones. Do something else. Don't keep making the same mistake. Make fresh mistakes like I do. Number two, it is the New England Patriots. And then find, uh, the New England Patriots. There you go. And then number one has to be, will always be, the Carolina Panthers. Yes, David Tepper. You'd have to say David Tepper is already the worst owner of any owner in, t- in team sports, not just the NFL. He has clearly taken over for Daniel Snyder as the worst owner in the NFL. I think he's clearly the worst owner in any of the sports. His resume, he is the GOAT of uh, being the worst. He's owned the team for six years. They've had a losing record every single year. He's now on his seventh head coach. How's this for a stat? Since he bought the team, they've played 99 games. 22 of them have been with interim head coaches. Even I can do that math. 22% of the time, they've played with an interim head coach. And you talk about an awful owner. He is that. Think about the trade that they made. Sometimes you see these trades, you're like, ah, it's just draft picks. But when you put the names in for what the draft picks were, that the trade they made last year to to, uh, pick Bryce Young, they essentially gave up in that trade Caleb Williams, DJ Moore, Tank Dell, Jalen Carter, a second-round pick in 2025 to draft Bryce Young instead of C.J. Stroud. So I'm not of the belief that that Bryce Young, is he's the problem. It's clearly bigger than him. And unfortunately, with these quarterbacks so often, we make it out like these guys are set in stone and all that type of stuff. They're not. They're, they're prospects, and it takes situation. It takes coaching. It takes talent around them. And unfortunately for Bryce Young, he's in a terrible situation. And with David Tepper, the worst thing for him is he's kind of like a young owner. He's going to own the team probably for another 10 years at least. He's only 66. That's on the younger side of NFL owners. And the only interesting thing about the Carolina Panthers is who they're actually going to get to take that job. Anybody with any other options is going to take the other options. Some of them are not even... If you have between whatever job... you Like the guy in Detroit, the offensive coordinator, was it Ben Johnson? He had the chance to take that job last year. Said no. Smart move. Good call. Best call he made all year. If you have any other options, you just stay in the job you have rather than take that job. And, and, and if you're ever going to get a job, 
you're better off taking whatever the other job is as opposed to the Carolina Panthers. So I'm interested to see who they end up getting because it's going to be, based on previous experience, it's going to be a disaster. All right, so there you go. Number one on the polar opposite of power rankings are your Carolina Panthers. And those are the polar opposite of power rankings for week 13 in the NFL. The poop rankings only here on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Coming up, the leftovers. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, the, we mentioned there in the, in the polar opposite of power rankings about the Jets have not had a, a quarterback throw for 3,100 yards since Ryan Fitzpatrick. Just to put that in perspective, there's already five quarterbacks this season, already heading into week 13, that have thrown for 3,100 yards. And I think Jared Goff is right behind that. So um, I, I don't think that we needed any more clarification, but I'm here to provide it for you. The second thing, the Jamal Adams controversy after, um, is it Connor Hughes, right? He writes for The Athletic, tweeted out a highlight or a low light for uh, Jamal. I'm sure by now you've seen it on Twitter. And then, of course, uh, Jamal Adams, the low life that he is, uh, decides to tweet out a, a picture of Connor's significant other. All you need to know about Jamal Adams is, A, his most viewed clip of his time with the Jets was not a highlight, was not a play. It was him getting locked out of the facility. That was the mo- that's the, m- the thing that he is most known for in his time with the New York Jets. Number two, the best thing that happened to the Jets during the Joe Douglas era has been the Jamal Adams trade. Could you imagine if they had kept this clown and signed him to the long-term contract that he wanted? And the funny thing is, is that there's a clip or a tweet that he put out there Uh, I guess, years ago about being a good person and taking the high road. Here's all you need to know. If you ever see somebody do something like that, those are always the worst people because they think that they've, 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 they've hit upon some deep thought. One to the rest of us who are good people, we wouldn't feel the need to do that because yes, that's, that's obvious. You should treat people with respect and so Jamal Adams is a complete clown and of all the things, the Jets have gotten a lot of things wrong Trading Jamal Adams was an absolute home run, not just from what they got, but what they gave up as well. Uh, all right, so uh, guys, do you have any leftovers? Joe, Harvey, before we uh, round things out with the phones. I got one. It got me thinking because yesterday was your birthday, and again, happy belated. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Can't say it enough. Do you have any famous people that are born on your birthday? You know, I do not have a great list of uh, famous people born on December 1st. I-, I guess there's some, but it's not like a cool one. Um, the four big ones that people would know, uh, Richard Pryor, that's pretty cool. That's a good one. Uh, Bette Midler, all right, uh, not necessarily a great connection there for me. Woody Allen and Pablo Escobar. It- it's almost like one of those lists where you-, you-, you ask, like, who would you have to dinner, alive or dead? It would be Woody Allen, Richard Pryor, Bette Midler, and Pablo Escobar. I, I feel like some of them would have a lot in common, especially Pryor and Escobar. A couple but, of them. It beats yeah, my list. They, they, I think that we know where they would bond. Over the appetizers. Yes, yes. It beats my list. My list is uh, Herbert Hoover, mm-hmm. Kylie Jenner, uh-huh. Andre Drummond, and Jack Haley. Jack Haley. Oh, was that the former NBA player? The um, British comedian. Jack in, Haley, British. I do not know Jack Haley. And born in August tenth, nineteen ninety-seven. Oh, that's why I don't know him. He's a little older than me. I got both of you guys beat then. Oh, who you got? 
the the great Oda Beckham Jr. Okay, that's a good one. The legendary Art Garfunkel. Beautiful, love it. Um, Chris Jenner. Didn't he just have Chris Jenner? No, I had Kylie. Oh, okay. Um, There's so many of those Jenners. Everybody's got one born on their birthday. It's amazing. The the peculiar Bill Walton. Okay. And, that's a, that's uh, a unique list. Roy Rogers, too. I loved his chicken. Oh, Roy Rogers chicken back in the day. That was a delight. That was in the days before um, before uh, Popeyes and everything. Oh, Roy, Roy, you get some good Roy Rogers. Delicious. A double R burger. Can't go wrong. You guys don't know. You're too young. You missed did, it all. Did those come out before uh, the McDonald's chicken nuggets? Yeah, I'm older than chicken McNuggets. That's, that's a depressing fact. Depressing. All right, let's squeeze a couple more phone calls in here. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Anita is coming up top of the hour. Mike is in Brooklyn. Mike, quickly, my friend, go. Hey, what's going on? I got a quick one. I want to talk about the Yankees and the Knicks. One, I was one of those guys that wanted to fire Tibbs. Okay. But now I don't. That dude is he's doing a real good job. He, he is. Guy. Absolutely. We need a super. We need a superstar, but we can't get into a bad trade or pick up or whatever, and we've been solid on that, you know? Absolutely, Mike. Well, look, admitting mistakes, that's a big one. We all get things wrong. You wanting to fire Tibbs, that was the wrong call. He's done a great job. Exactly. And with the, with the Yankees, Brian Cashman, that guy, he got, he's trying to get everybody to drink the juice, you know? He, he's, he's, he's not making them remarkable moves he used to do. I think the Yankees and even Hal, they're just happy with just being competitive. They're not going for rings. They're not. Yeah, I, I, you know, Mike, I, I can completely understand what, how you feel that way. Last offseason was a major disappointment. The, the, the Rodon move at the time, it was clear by signing that guy. You knew at some point he was going to get hurt. And, and this past year, not only did he get hurt, but he stunk when he wasn't hurt. So. That move was uh, disappointing, a disaster really for year one. I mean, it could not really have gone much worse. He was hurt most of the time and stunk the rest of it. And it's just year one. You have to hope that he comes back healthy. And the fact that they said last year, hey, it's just going to be, we're not done. And then they were done. Um, But Soto is the right avenue to be going down. They got to pull it off. All All things are progressing right now as they should. So let's... Let's cross our fingers, let's say a little prayer, and let's, let's pull for Brian Cashman. Let's pull. We will have plenty of t- If he screws this up, we will have plenty of time to talk about it later because Juan Soto's 25 years old. We'll have years to talk about how they had a chance against Soto. They didn't get Soto. He will, we will get our chance. But for right now, let's bond together as Yankee fans and keep a good thought for Brian Cashman to pull off a deal for Juan Soto. There's nothing else we can do in the meantime. It's like a Christmas wish list. You, you put it out there, and you hope that when you, that the day comes, under the tree is sitting a beautiful, smiling Juan Soto. 